Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Hey, everybody. Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode. Really excited about today's guest. Uh, don't forget, if you have any questions, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, where we want to make sure we answer any questions you have about today's episode or previous episodes, or if you have any questions for me from today's episode or our guest. And uh, again, check us out on the web, luxurylistingspecials.com, if you're looking to increase your average sale price. Don't forget, our book, it's on Amazon, as well as, of course, our podcast. I believe we're almost on podcast 125 or 130 at the time of this recording and by the time it's released. So again, if you have any questions, you have any feedback, please leave it with us. All right. With that being said, really excited about today's guest, excited about today's topic. I'd like to give a little background. Uh, today's First off, today's guest is John Thorpe. John, welcome. Thank you, Michael. Great to be here and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about you and and uh, where you, you know, because you didn't start in real estate and and tell everybody where, where you are today. So give us a little background and I'll share with everybody how I was introduced to you after that. Yeah. Okay. I could go long and long for this, but uh, <laughs> I, I uh, music is my passion. I have two main passions, music and real estate. So I started five when playing the piano, uh, Black Beethoven and Mozart and did a lot of theater. I actually went to college and I'm a classically trained opera singer. And, wow, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I'm in real estate, right? <laughs> but here we are. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I decided to travel the world after college and um, grew up in a small town. So really wasn't exposed to a lot of things. And then I got into real estate right as I turned 30 and which was just yesterday. No, just kidding. <laughs> and so, Two years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been in the business since 99. I um, just, really it just spoke to me my dad you know bought a lot of investment properties and uh saw that aspect of it but um i really just took to it and um worked like morning and night <laughs> i didn't have a life but i loved it it wasn't like work and then um you know i met my now husband and uh, in 2003 we just celebrated our 17th anniversary and uh, but years. i yeah, I moved to DC and, you know, real estate is not really a portable thing to do when you're selling. So I went into management uh, with NRT. I managed a high-end office and uh, I went from a military town to, you know, lowest average sales price to the highest. And it was quite fascinating and uh, I loved it. And then we decided to move to Florida. I do not like cold weather. <laughs> so I live in Fort Lauderdale where I've been since actually 14 years ago uh, next week. And uh, had various roles um, in consulting with brokers in the Realty Network and franchise sales to where I'm currently now. And then uh, lo and behold, uh, some things happened last May um, where we were in our involvement with the LGBT community in real estate. And so the Phoenix rose and about 50 of us got together and said, let's, let's design something from ground up that needs to be out there. And so we did and we launched officially October 1st, we are 501C6. I want to make sure I get that correct. Yeah, say that. Sanctioned by the government. So we do have an advocacy part that we can, you know, legally do. 
Um, but we wanted to be transparent. And so we have an elected uh, uh, board of directors and I was elected the first inaugural president. I don't know why, no. Um, I, uh, I have most recently um, was the chair and co-chair of the Realogy LGBT Employee Resource Group. And we were able to um, extend our transgender employees uh, health benefits, as well as uh, sign the Equality Act twice. And we uh, sponsored World Pride in New York City in uh, 2019 and uh, lots of other things and uh, changed our logo to be more inclusive uh, with the colors of black and brown and pink and light blue, which you will see in the Alliance, which is very important. And so we wanna be a resource for everybody. So from three months, um, we have just over 500 members and we have about 55 committed chapters around the country, including Puerto Rico. And we already have four countries outside the U.S. that want to have chapters. So Man. not too shabby. Not too, yeah. And you didn't say three years. You said just over three months. That three is, months. <laughs> yeah, that's astounding. That's, yeah, uh, that's awesome. So, and the website that someone could find out more information and I'll ask you again later, but uh, throw that out there, please. Yeah. So I, you know, it's realestatealliance.org is the, the, the website. I'm probably going to reference the Alliance because you see LGBTQ plus real estate is just sure. a lot it's yeah. in my home yeah. alphabet, but uh, we just say the Alliance um, a lot of times and that's, you know, that's just where it's at. But um, yeah, realestatealliance.org. It is a consumer facing website and consumers can join for free. That's great. Yep. Absolutely. That's awesome. And you and I were talking a little bit beforehand and, you know, the, 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 the taglines, I guess not even a tagline, but the, the bullet points uh, below the logo behind you talk about advocacy, education, and networking. As far as the advocacy is concerned, you know, you offline shared with me some statistics as far as uh, percent of home ownership versus national averages. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about this and 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 talk about the advocacy portion of it, if you would? Sure, sure absolutely. So, you know, just get to the meat and bones of it. You know, I we don't really have clear data, including the 2020 census. We are still not counted as far as our sexual orientation. What did change last year is that if you were married, your spouse is included in that. So I want to preface that because it's important when you look at data. And that's one of the things that we are hoping to tackle this year with an entity that we're, we've been talking to for a few months, but it's the data. But basically what we do know is that um, from this data is the, the average, well, the average um, American consumer of about 61% home ownership. That's the, the national average. From what data we can decipher, the average for the LGBTQ American is about 48%. Okay. There's an anomaly there because, you know, based on figures I get from my friends at NGLCC, which is the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, the American LGBT economy is around number eight or number nine in the world. And to put it in reference, the, the countries of Australia, South Korea, and Canada together do not equal what the American LGBT consumer has. So wow. there's something wrong there, right? And yeah. so we're trying to really get into that aspect. And so, you know, we know things we want to advocate for. And two of the biggest challenges we see outside of the home ownership rate is elderly LGBT, some having to go back into the closet. And there have been several lawsuits with HUD regarding that. And the other is youth homelessness. We saw an uptick in that around major cities around the country, especially in COVID. Um, people came out and their their families, you know, basically disowned them. And mm -hmm. so it's a real problem. I've um, identified with several entities around the country, including one in Houston that I'm very, very excited to work with called the Montrose Center 
been around since the late 70s. And they tackle both of those in addition to other stuff. So, you know, buying and selling referrals is great. And as agents, that's your income. And, I, you know, I was there before I get that. But we're looking at doing something much more. And that's really being a resource for our communities. And our mission is, you know, housing and shelter for all, not just LGBTQ, but all. And so that is a big statement, but you know, you, you have to have that big statement to achieve that. I call it our Nike statement, right? I guess just give a plug for Nike, right? But mm-hmm. um, you know, that you have to have that vision and, and why not aim high and so you can reach that. So I have just been amazed at the allied support. We already have several state associations that have signed agreements with us, including Missouri was the first. I mean, go figure, Missouri, and then Ohio, and we're working on quite a few others. I'm working on Florida because that's my home state, but they've all been wonderful. And so, you know, that is something that wasn't done before. And so it never has been done. And so we realized that in order to make a big difference in our communities, that we have to have, we have to have a certain structure. So we have decided at the beginning of this organization that part of the national fees are going to go to the local. So that really isn't done in a lot of organizations. So in like this, so that is our focus because we know we're going to need that strength there as well too. And um, so that's kind of like a big overview, but okay. I, what I'll add to that, you know, yeah. is, is no, that's, um, it's very helpful. that's it, you know? Yeah. I have a couple questions for you. Um, so number one, you talked about Missouri being first association to, uh, what's, what's the goal for, I guess, the alliance with partnering up with a state association? Is it education? Is it, talk to me about that, I guess. If, if I'm somebody from Missouri, um, you know, as an agent, is it more of just getting, getting knowledge out there about, hey, this, this group uh, belong, uh, this group, uh, that belongs. This group is uh, is out there, and if you want to learn more about uh, servicing uh, the LGBT community, uh, it, it, like, t- talk to me a little bit about that. I guess. Absolutely. So, the a big part of education is first of all educating our own community, <laughs> and and one of that I say that is that I hosted a session this summer about racism in the gay community, and there is a problem thought was, well, you used to be discriminated against, you know, you would think you'd have a little bit more empathy towards that. And that's not necessarily the case. So we got to educate our own community and then go outside of the air. But one of the things that I'm very, very excited about, I'm not sure we're going to be able to launch it, but it has been written and it's a three hour course. And it's, it's really about working with the LGBT consumer. So that's really kind of focused more for our allies, but uh, you know, being, if you're a realtor, the code of ethics states you, you can't discriminate on sexual orientation or gender identity. What most people don't know is there's no federal law. We are not protected federally from discrimination and also as far as housing and also too in 27 states, it is legal. Like if my husband and I wanted to rent a place and the investor or the owner of the property wanted to kick us out because he found out we were gay, he could legally do that in 27 states in the United States in the year 2021. Hmm. Shocking, right? Mm. It's true. And so that is our advocacy, education, mm-hmm. and networking. It takes all three, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that is why we are, are, are appearing up with the state associations. Um, and we've also had some city associations. Miami, I was very thrilled. They were at the table very early on. So that's a very large MLS in Boulder Realtors. And so they, they have joined forces with us, including Washington, D.C. It's um, 
most people don't realize that. I've talked to several CEOs of real estate corporations and they had no idea, but it's true. They know the ethics, um, NAR code of ethics, but they didn't realize that as an individual homeowner or whatever, they can't legally discriminate. Hmm. So those are real things in today's Yeah, yeah that's world. in 2021. That's, that's yeah. sad. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com where you'll find out more information about the Lux designation along with some additional resources. Again, I'll repeat, check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com. And now let's get back to the show. You know, so so you were talking about data earlier and and. and it's tough to necessarily get real data. And then we're talking, you brought up the census and, and I think you said they asked male, female, they don't ask, you know, sexual orientation. Is that correct? That's correct. So knowing that in many states, uh, in many uh, 27 states, I think a homeowner could still discriminate out of curiosity, like part of me thinks you wouldn't want that question answer asked because they that if they found the answer or somebody knew or you there would be discrimination no i mean i guess help me what's your thoughts on the transparency and not from a transparency i'm afraid to speak up or i'm afraid to say who i am but a knowing that there's discrimination out there and it's, it'd be easy be identified easier no or am i missing no i get your point but i think this is where the equality act comes into place right and okay. <laughs> something with hud because obviously i mean really a shock which i'm glad to steer what happened in june was you know the supreme court you know voted that you can't discriminate on on, on employment that was a major step i really i'm still surprised at it but uh that is there and i can tell you personally my cousin in the midwest was fired from his job two years ago because they found out he was gay and when because, you, can't uh, be your, you, you broke up because he was gay yeah, oh yeah just because he's gay very smart guy he got hired a few months later from a company but you know having to go to work you know work you know we all have work to do and some can be very tedious you shouldn't have that added component right? No, it's just, no. it's senseless. And I've experienced that in my work life. I, I'm not, I have not been shy about that, even my own company. And you have to call it out. And that's where we, and finally when I did, it was very empowering because it's just, I'm me, I'm John Thorpe, <laughs> you know, oh, by the way, I happen to be gay, but you know, it just judge me for who I am as a person and what I do yeah. and, and all of that. And so that, I think that's where the premise. So I think that's why the Equality Act is very important. So we can all move on as a society Mm-hmm. and do that well there'll still be discrimination yes but there'll be legal recourse yeah um, right okay now, including my state my state of florida i can me and my partner can we can be kicked out if we were to rent a place or something like that florida yeah jeez yep truth uh, well th- thanks for clarifying so you know yeah, equality no act that that totally uh again when i ask questions even what what we're doing with some of the stuff with diversity that i shared with you you know i, I i'm asking questions of my business partners sure. Because, you know, I, I want to ask questions that maybe others are thinking that maybe I naturally am thinking or maybe um, others are. So that's, that's great. So, um, so there's 55 chapters. Talk to me about, uh, you know, I'm based in the Chicagoland market. Uh, you guys got a chapter here? We do. Yeah. So t- talk to me about what uh, a member of a chapter could expect. Uh, obviously, uh, during COVID and face-to-face networking, uh, but... Po- is, is probably frowned upon, but post uh, the pandemic, 
Um, what, what are your goals? What will, what will that look like? So part of our, we have a chapter playbook, which was very essential. Um, our VP, Alex Cruz, wrote that, which is truly amazing. And so we're also happy to have that. But actually, we had our kickoff, uh, 2021 kickoff meeting last night with our chapter leadership around the country. It was, it was a great thing to have because it, we really went into that purpose. And we were fortunate to have a veteran in the industry um, with um, that used to be part of, um, I'll say it, NAREP, that really kind of helped us out as far as how to lay out the chapters and how to structure yourself. And obviously, we have requested at least four meetings a year um, from all of our chapters and, and variances of what they do, but to plan them out for the whole year, um, just so that you just don't throw a meeting together. Obviously, first quarter, possibly second quarter, will be virtual. Um, you know, it just depends. You know, I, I my research from Dr. Fauci is by third quarter, if 75% of the country has vaccines, we should be able to go back to that. We just don't know, right? You know, right. but just all assumptions. But, you know, we're all dying to get back into person. I, I you know, I, I know I am. And mm -hmm. it would just be great to have that. So, but um, that's kind of the focus. But what we're doing is we actually have a board in each chapter. And then we have several committees from there. So there is a very strong structure there that to, to really put that together. So we are, we are, what we want to do with the Alliance on the national level is have guidelines, but we don't want to tell them everything to do because each community has their own culture, right? And what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. And even the sure. charity things they want to do. I heard some ideas last night and from Miami to Chicago to, to Seattle to, to wherever it may be, they're different. You know, and so that's really the key. And then we also have a DNI council nationally that is going to work with our different chapters as well, too. So part of that is PRISM, the African American. We have a military, we have women, we have transgender. So we have those different groups there that can really support nationally and also the chapters as well, too. So, so you bring up a good point that we haven't talked about offline, but but within the alliance or, or within the LGBTQ community, there's there's subgroups and support and resources as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually, you know, from when we were writing on the wording and our mission and all that this summer, I've actually kind of taken it <laughs> further because I we need to, and that's what it is. You evolve and. One of the things, and the reason why I said early on about education within our own community, our LGBTQ sisters and brothers in, um, of color have much more, more challenges in general, and I'm generalizing here. And so I want to address that. And I think when, as we get into data, and that's why I want to see data, even though I can peripherally pick up some things, I, I want to see what those homeownership rates are too. And so that's the opportunity. And also, too, just for the good of all in our communities, but also to promote business sense, it just, it makes sense. As agents, you know, we've all been agents and you look to see, you know, new lines of business. And so yep. I think that that's where we want to come across, being the trusted advisors for our communities around the, the country that can really, you know, go from there. And then hopefully as we, you know, we develop even more, we'll have more sub-chapters and things like that around the country. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, that's 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 awesome. So you know, for, for those of you that are are, are listening, and uh, you're you're not a member personally of the LGBT community, you know, it's it's so good to educate yourself and understand and be empathetic and 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 understand that somebody the the struggle and the statistics you're sharing forty eight percent versus sixty one percent, and you'll be more empathetic. You'll be 
Uh, you'll work well with people from different cultures, different backgrounds. You'll be more diverse. Diversity, we're talking about uh, that with our, our course that we just created. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just huge. So that's what I'm trying to do as well, John, by having you on and, and uh, you know, having folks from NAREB and NAREB and, or, you know, N-A-R-E-B, uh, you know, and um, just getting different perspectives. In the end, we're all human beings and we shouldn't see color. We shouldn't see sexual orientation. And I'll never forget when my, my oldest, he's 11 now, but when he was uh, in first grade, his, his teacher was a female African-American and, and my son didn't even know how to describe color. He just saw a person. It was so, yeah, my absolutely. wife was trying to determine which teacher he had as far as he was describing a teacher and lunch or something. And well, what did he, was it a female? Was it a male and lighter skin dark? And he didn't even know. And it was just so authentic and, and innocent. And, and that's really, uh, it's what we should be doing as adults. Isn't it a testament that, you know, hatred and biases are learned behaviors, right? And so it, it's so true. And, and you said something that I, I want to go back to a little bit because I think it's very important. I had the privilege a few years ago. I live in Fort Lauderdale, so I'm not far from Miami. And um, I started going to the NARA Hispanic Association of Real Estate Professionals meetings. The president at the time invited me to be on the advisory board for the organization. And I was very honored. And as the first thing, don't call me gringo. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know what, I'm not Hispanic. I'm, I'm English, Greek. That's my heritage is what I know. But it's not about being something. It's about being in culture, right? And so, you know, from the get-go, when I started going to meetings, they called me familia, you know, and, and I thought that was very important. So I, you learn about the more you're around people that are not so like you, although I think we have a lot of similarities and we have differences, you learn more about yourself. So I think mm -hmm. it's educating yourself and bettering yourself when you're mm -hmm. around people. And I think it helps you identify who you are mm -hmm. more when you're other around people that maybe not so much on the outside, um, you know, that are different from you. And so I, I and going back to the ally thing, I, I, I'm just amazed at the ally support we have. And, and I've had actually had people to say, can I be a member if I'm an ally? I'm like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's not, this is a community effort. And so that's just, we happen to be the LGBTQ Real Estate Alliance, but we, we you know, how dare us not to be inclusive, right? Sure. I mean, that kind of goes against who we are. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. we want to stress that, that, you know, even with our own community, the minority representation needs to be there. And so uh, anyone out there in the communities we are, it should be listed uh, on our website, the chapters we have. We want you to be part of our leadership teams around the country, you know, and uh, especially if you're a minority, we want that. And so we want your voice and we want to hear everyone's voice, whether you're an ally or LGBTQ, we want your voice. Well, thank you, John. That's a, that's a great way uh, to end. So uh, again, one more time, the website. Realestatealliance.org. Realestatealliance.org. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way, John? They can reach out to me via the website, uh, which you can join for free as well. But um, I president at realestatealliance.org. I believe that's it. I should yeah, know. That's, it by that's, now. Hey, that's, that's, a, that's a vanity yeah. e email if I've ever heard one. President, it's, you know. But it's but yeah, but it's it's there. But um, yeah. that's what's there. But um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So no, I appreciate it. Um, you know, obviously we have a portal there for people to connect with on the alliance site as well too. All of our senior leadership is on there, and our board members and, and hopefully chapter presidents um, as we develop that. We just started launching them recently, and uh, we we started in October, and we just started doing a few each week so we could process all of that. We still have a few more to go, 
Yeah. Um, but um, it's development. But um, I think we already have over 40 some launched right now. So that's great. Well, LGBTQ Real Estate Alliance about advocacy, advocacy, education and networking. Uh, thank you so much, John. Again, Michael Lofito, if you guys have any questions about this episode, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. And if you're getting something from these episodes, please leave us a review. We can't have enough of those. Uh, again, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, we got a Facebook group, uh, Michael Lofito. Make it a great day and go raise the bar for anybody. You never know what they're going through and uh, prove others wrong. Take care, guys. Bye.